competitiveness. Your podcast you know? is motivated AF, right? Yeah. I mean, you've got to be motivated in order to eat. They always told me in developmental that you're going to have to eat some shit sandwiches. Yeah, yeah. I was just listening to I really don't like I was just listening to the book that said that. What's up, guys? Welcome to episode four of Motivated AF with Katie Forbes. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Katie Forbes. And after a long hiatus, I am back to one, let you know I can really shake it down. And two, I'm back because I am super excited. I have on my very first guest, the legendary power couple, Memphis's own Dustin and Maria Starr. A lot of my listeners will already know who they are, but for the few of you that don't, um, I'm going to let Dustin and Maria tell you more about what they do, because as you'll see when the interview starts, I have no idea how to list everything this powerful couple does. We were planning on recording for an hour, and two and a half hours later, we wrapped it up. So this is part one of my interview with them. Um, In this episode, Dustin and Maria give us some background on how they grew up, what they did before they became the power couple, how they met. Um, Maria did not want to date a wrestler. Hello. (laughs) And a lot of inside and behind the scenes stories from their wrestling careers that I doubt even their biggest fans have heard before. But even if you aren't a wrestling fan, um, I want to encourage you to give this one a listen anyway, because I think you'll still find it interesting. You will not, trust me on this, you will not find a more dramatic and over-the-top business than the business of professional wrestling. And that's before anyone even steps in the ring, y'all. That's that's the behind the scenes. Um, plus, if you don't know yet, you'll learn what the shit sandwich is and why you have to figure out which shit sandwich you are willing to eat. And it's hard to say that shit sandwich, hard to say it. Um, It's not as gross as it sounds, I promise. Uh, But before we get to the interview, I want to let everyone know that you can expect several new episodes of Motivated AF in the near future. Yay! I've got some guests lined up. I'm super excited. So no more three-month-long breaks. Hooray! Um, I have also started an Instagram account that will help you keep up with all things Motivated AF, including this podcast. The account is Motivated AF with KF. Really original, right? That's Motivated AF with KF. So if you like me at all, please go follow the new account on Instagram and I will love you forever. I'll like you for always. And as long as I'm living, my baby, you'll be. Um, I just came up with that. It's totally original. But moving on, I've also got another project in the works that will be part of that Instagram account called Motivated AF Music. And I will be sharing music that has been a positive part of my life, whether it's motivated me or gotten me hype or good for working out. There's going to be a lot of different ones. Um, But I'll tell you more about that later. For now, let's get to part one of my interview with the power couple, Dustin and Maria Starr.
Exactly. Y'all have so many jobs and so many titles that it's hard for me to say exactly one thing that you guys do. <laughs> they are TV personalities. They are wrestlers. They are hosts. They are MCs. What else am I missing that y'all do? Y'all do, and then they they have their other job. They do a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we do a lot. We <laughs> definitely yeah, they do are, a lot. They, they, look, they, wrestling people say in the business, but in general. Dustin and Maria are the hardest working people I know. They have a ton of jobs, and I'm not even sure how they made time to do this podcast, but I'm glad they did. So I'm we glad just we here. just don't sleep. Yeah, I, I really believe that sometimes. <laughs> like I'm like, okay, they don't sleep. They don't. You my know. coworkers at my real job when I come in from the weekend, they're like, "So what'd you do this weekend?" <laughs> like oh they gosh. already know that the stories are going to be crazy, right? Because that's what I, I've, me and Chris have talked. My husband have talked about it before because we're like, "Okay, when do they like relax? When do they do anything else?" And I was like, "Maybe they don't. We don't. We really <laughs> no. don't. Yeah, um, we are super driven though. So I, I mean, I see." Why are the Let's list it. So we're the CW30 stars. Right. CW30 so we host stars. and do a lot of the commercials on CW30. Yes. And then also uh, the sister station, Local 24, we do some live remotes there. And then also we're Team USP Labs athletes. So Maria yeah. and I have been signed with USP Labs. You can check them out at USPLabsDirect.com. That's the jacked and the USP Labs modern protein yeah, and all that stuff. Yeah, y'all gave me some stuff. It's been good. Yeah, the supplements that we use. So we're, we're also with them. And then professional wrestling. We've been do- I've been doing that for over 20 years, which really makes me feel old. And <laughs> Maria, you've been doing it four years? Four years. Almost five. And have won Wrestling Manager of the Year yeah. Each all year. four years. Every all four year. years. <laughs> yeah. And that's Lana on, just um, took it by storm, you know. <laughs> yeah, wrestlingnewscenter.com. That's where they do the fan voting. And right. mostly it's in Tennessee, Mississippi, Missouri, Arkansas, Alabama, just all around, you know, the area here. And then also um, I'm on Cerrito Live. So yeah. every Saturday on Sports 56 WHBQ, we talk an hour of wrestling. Here recently we had Dave Meltzer. Um, Darren Young gave us his first interview after he was released with WWE. Jeff Jarrett, we yeah. had his interview He's when going he was in the Hall of Fame. Yep, as soon as he was uh, announced that. Before you did that, I had a segment on there too as the yeah. uh, Gossip Girl, and I hosted the uh, coaches show with Hugh Freeze and David Kellum down okay. in Oxford. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So That's we have awesome. radio background. Right. Right. And then of course I MC for the Memphis Grizzlies on all their home games. Right. Maria has been with. The Memphis Redbirds for the last eight seasons, emceeing for them. Right. And uh, hey, should we You're, tell everybody? Do you want to go ahead and right announce now? that now? Right, right off the bat. <laughs> you can go ahead and announce it. We're talking about the Redbirds. Perfect Redbirds. segue. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Go so ahead. So this season, not only will Maria be returning, 
but uh, we've come to an agreement to where we're going to tag team and do it together. So we'll be emceeing awesome. the baseball games at AutoZone Park this year. That is awesome. Yeah, that's like one. I knew y'all had added a ton of dates. and I was, A ton yeah. of dates. And so Redbirds games are going to be way more fun. Not that they weren't fun before, but I think people will be interested in y'all being there and they recognize y'all and you're going to add some fun to it, you know. And Man, I hope well, I didn't I leave like, anything out. Did I leave uh, anything I don't out? know if you've left anything <laughs> out. I'm sure you... There's plenty oh of things. Gosh. If you think of something later on, you could just throw it in. Like, yeah. hey, we do this too. Yeah. But, but I feel like the Redbirds are just trying to take a different approach this year and bring us both on and kind of just bring a different dynamic to it. Right. And, and have both of us there. We've Fan friendly. Right. And I think they're trying to go for like really like a, a local feel where people like that they recognize people and they people know y'all um, in the city. And so I think that'll, you know, draw crowds in. And I think they're even trying to do that with like food and the drinks they're trying to everything they're trying to do that's like a uh more of a local push um you'll see more on the concourse this year too am i saying that right the concourse yes is that what they call it that's what they call it. so uh not only will you see a lot of different things on the on the field but then also around the concourse so that way if if the kids aren't interested in watching the the game i guess there's some other fun stuff that we'll be a part of just around um, AutoZone Park and not just on the field. Yeah, right. you're right. Fun. We've somehow managed to build an audience here. and Yeah. Uh, oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I've been with y'all. I've been with them when they've gone out to restaurants or wherever. And, yes, they definitely – it's it's a funny story. Um, uh, I think I was in – given my life in the last few years, it was probably a hospital or a doctor's office. But I was somewhere, and there was a TV on, and it was on CW30, and y'all came on to announce somebody was coming on, you know, like Dr. Phil, Jerry Springer, somebody. And you're like, oh, the CW stars, blah, blah, blah. And I just mentioned offhand, just kind of like out loud, I was like, oh, there's Dustin Maria. And this lady was like, you know the CW30 stars? Oh. You know, like, and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm friends with them. And she was like, oh, my God. Are they as nice as they seem on TV? You know, like oh my god, it's still it's still very weird. It's still very weird. If we're watching the TV and we and we see it, we still stop. Like oh man, no, I did too. I mean, I probably I probably to y'all's embarrassment anywhere. I'm like hey, I know them. I know them. Like, um, but yeah, that was funny because she was just like, you know, the CW thirty stars. I was like, yeah, I do. That's well, it's, been so and y'all—they have people stop y'all, right? And like ask, like say stuff about. They it. do, but I'll never forget the first time that somebody stopped me. Um, I had been. This is many years ago. I had just started wrestling, but I had been emceeing for the Redbirds for two years at this point. Right. And somebody stopped me, like, "Hey, I saw you uh, wrestling." Yeah. Like, no one in this last two years has recognized me right. from the Redbirds at all, but. Yeah. The wrestling. Right. And right. it was oh. one time. Wrestling fans are super, they're super dedicated and super loyal and They really that, are. So. They really are. And also Grizzlies fans. Yeah. And you know this better than yeah. anybody because yeah. you are the most passionate <laughs> Grizzlies fan there is. But yeah. I could be walking through the gym and somebody will say, go Grizz. Yeah. And it's just like, huh? They talking right. to me? And yeah. So right. Yeah. It's a, a, very cool. a very funny cool. story about that is that. I got Maria and their son Brady to sit with me during the LeBron game, and it was my season seats, which are against the wall up in the terrace or whatever, but I convinced them to sit with me. So Dustin comes Aww. up during a part of it, and the, all the people around us are like, he's coming up here to talk to us? Why is he, why is he up here? What's he doing up here? You know, and all this, and I turned over to the girl, and I'm like, I mean, I won't, she was, I'm 
Maybe later on I'll get a little, say a few more f bombs, but she she said it in a different way. But she's like, he's up here to f with us. Oh well, wow, blah blah blah. And I was like, she's married to him. And they're like, oh okay. They just want the t-shirts. Yeah, yeah, they did. They asked you where the t-shirts. Where's the t-shirt? I don't know. There's a lot of women that really want his hair. Oh <laughs> want his God. hair? Yes. Some people on Twitter don't like the hair. How yeah. about that? <laughs> it's 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 unique though. It's unique. It's good. It's different. Yeah. It's heat. <laughs> uh, and your son looks just like you, which is funny when he does his hair the same as you. So I have nothing to do with that, by the way. But it's yeah. so funny, it like whenever funny. he posted something like "Mini Dustin Star" or you know whatever, and I was like, "Oh my god, he looks That's so all him, him, Brady yeah. Five Star." It is yeah. him because he used to fight it at first, right? But first he, couple of years. I can tell he kind of, yeah. he like idolizes y'all. Like when y'all are around, like I can tell. I mean, probably even more so than y'all. Like I can tell he so, looks up to y'all. Yeah, wrestling. He's gotten to where um, he wants to help me with the plan. Right. And then and then after the match, I always ask him what he thinks because he will be brutally honest. Kids are brutally oh, yeah. honest. Just like a kid the other day at the Hustle game said, hey, you're that guy from the Grizzlies, but just not as buff. <laughs> and I was like, what? You're like, well, it's me. But, you know, so That's Brady will hilarious. say, dad, you know, because we're the bad guys. Right. And a lot of times things will backfire on right. us or Maria will accidentally slap me. And I hate, right. hate when that happens, especially when he's, she's mad at me. Right. But it's like, dad, this, um, just to let you know, it didn't make a lot of sense because you beat that guy up the whole match. He's like helping you. And then you. he beat you. He yeah. rolled you up and He's helping beat you. you with ring psychology. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> he doesn't like to lose. Right. That's that's hilarious. Yeah, he's he's funny. There was there was some Grizz game we were at and he was there was something he was saying to Maria and he was using rest I'm trying to remember what it was, but he was using wrestling terminology. But I just thought it was yeah. so funny because it was like totally normal for him to say that, you know, yeah. or whatever. I don't know if it was about putting someone over or what the oh, gosh. thing was, but it was funny. But yeah, so um, okay, so let's see. We can get into a little bit of background, like of y'all growing up, what you wanted to be as a, like when you were a kid or whatever. Whichever one you want to go first. Well, I think uh, really, like, are you you're where are you from originally? Memphis. Memphis. Both of us okay. are originally. Okay. Did you watch wrestling growing up? No, I did not. I was gonna. I was gonna say. Did, Didn't did. know like the whole wrestling world existed. <laughs> we'll no, get to that. Actually, we'll get to that. yeah. Okay. We'll get to we'll that. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Start with growing up. Um, and like what you were thinking, like as a kid, what 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 did you want to be? Were you always wanting to be like in the entertainment business or? No, <laughs> I did not want to be in the inter entertainment business at all. Okay. I was going to be a doctor, right. and that's what I was going to do. And I was, but I did always perform. Right. So it's kind of funny that I would want to be a doctor, but like every Christmas, I would make my whole family sit around and watch me perform. Right, like do and, shows and stuff. <laughs> yes. yeah. yeah. So that was pretty normal. But I think um, one of the similarities that Dustin and I have growing up is that we did not grow up with money at all. We were okay. both. Dustin has three sisters. Yeah. yeah. I have one sister, but we still didn't like grow up with a whole lot of money. Right. Or, stuff wasn't handed to you. Yes. Or whatever. Definitely yeah. stuff was not handed. When I went to college, like I paid for everything. I paid for my car, my house, everything. Right. Uh, so nothing was handed to us, contrary to. Yes. Many people's Yeah, beliefs. well, I mean, people see someone on TV or in a prominent position, like, emceeing, hosting, and they assume, oh, they had some easy road to get there or whatever, but oh, I mean, I, I personally knew, but not necessarily everyone listening knows that that wasn't the case or whatever. Um, and so you said you wanted to be a doctor. I know you went Old Miss. Is that where you went it's to school? Old Miss. Old Katie, Miss. Did she just put old. a D on that? Old it's Miss. It's Ole Miss. <laughs> Ole Miss. Ole, Ole Miss. Miss. Which yes. I, I know there's.
there's some contention with people every once in a while when they'll see you with the hat on or something and say like, oh, oh she'll yeah. fight them. But you're pretty, yeah, you're pretty loyal on. I am pretty stuff. loyal because not only did I graduate from there, but I had a radio show with the now disgraced <laughs> Hugh Freeze. But oh, yeah, come on. there's a lot of history there. I mean, I hosted a suite with the Mannings, and right. I was a big part of their game day experience right. a couple of years ago, where I'd host their Rebel fanfare. Right. So there's a lot of history there. Yeah. So you were like Miss Ole Miss. <laughs> Sort of. That was a lot of fun for me and Brady, too, because we got to go to uh, the vault, you know, and we got to go to the uh, pregame parties right. and all that kind of stuff. It was really, really cool being at the Grove and, you know, Brady, right. like, I mean, running the show. Right, I mean, that's a huge school, and that you were known or doing, any, like, big things there was yeah. probably a sign of things to come, but, um, and I know you had, like, really high GPA, you were, like, one of the top in your class, um, so what, here's where I'm going to segue on that, well, okay, we'll segue on that in a second. Dustin, in terms of you growing up, what did you always want to be a wrestler? There was no doubt about it. That's what most Absolutely wrestlers seem to say. Like, well, he no was named after Dusty Rhodes. I was named so, after yeah, Dusty that's awesome. Rhodes. So the story, the story is, is, is I didn't have a name. My parents didn't have a name when I got home. Yeah. And uh, wrestling was on TV, and they were kind of talking about it. And my dad was like, well, hell, let's just name him Dusty, and walked out. <laughs> right. And he came back, and it was just kind of like, hey... Why don't we name him Dusty? So that's how Dustin came about. That's and I was awesome. I was called Dusty all throughout my childhood. Yeah. And couldn't wait until totally. I could change it to Dustin and be right. called Dustin. Because then I wasn't a kid anymore. Right, right, right. You thought that you sounded know? too kiddish or something. Right. But I we really would, helped push that forward yeah. with his yeah. family. We would go <laughs> Did you on go by Dusty Star at any point? No, in no, 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 no. Absolutely okay. not. I didn't know. Don't ever say that. Sorry, I won't ever say it again. But we would go on vacation to Sanibel Island or Fort Myers with my grandparents. And we would it was crucial that they were Record Memphis wrestling. Right. Okay. And so my goal was not like, or not, I don't even want to say goal, like my dream wasn't really to be a WWF wrestler right. or WCW. It was to be on USWA with Dave Brown and Lance Russell. Right. And even as a kid, like knowing I would practice promos and cut promos uh, to Dave Brown and Lance Russell That's awesome. in the mirror. Yeah. I had a leather jacket. I was a wrestling nerd. I had a leather jacket like Bret Hart and Roddy Piper. Right. Um, big fan of Jerry the King Lawler, superstar Bill Dundee. It was Memphis wrestling, and that's all I wanted to Did do. Did you ever go to the Coliseum? Every single Monday night. Really? That's Every awesome. Monday night we went to the Midtown yeah. Coliseum, and um, and and like Maria said, I had three sisters, and you know how tough it how tough it is for a family with that many kids. Right. And the food on the table and the clothes on your back and all that kind of stuff. But we were at Monday night wrestling at Mid South Coliseum every single Monday night. Right. Without that was family. y'all's thing. Like, did that your whole family thing. go? Yeah. Yeah, it was like Absolutely. a family thing. And I remember wrestling at the Coliseum and looking out into the crowd and seeing all of my sisters and my mom and dad. And I was in the ring Super wrestling. Super surreal, right? Oh, it was. I'll never, ever forget that. Yeah, that's never, awesome, ever though. That. It's, it's always cool. awesome, anything like that, where you grew yeah. up watching something or being around someone in you either end up knowing them or you're doing the thing that you always want to do. And there's got to yeah. be this like feeling of like, I can't believe I'm here. You know what WrestleMania I mean? WrestleMania 6, Toronto Sky Dome, 90,000 people, the ultimate challenge, the ultimate warrior defending the Intercontinental title against Hulk Hogan, the world champion, title versus title. I'll never, ever forget watching that match. It was the two biggest baby faces in the history of the business going one-on-one. -on -one. Right. And I remember my dad saying... Oh, come on. Hogan's going to hulk up and beat Warrior. There's no way. And then Warrior won. Right. That match will stick with me forever. My favorite match of all time. That was like, that was it. Yeah. 1990. 
the year Maria was born. Right. <laughs> that was the that was the match. There's maybe there's some sort of universal. That's like, what the I wanted to do. You, that was your favorite match. Year you were born, and, and that was it. There. That's what I wanted to do. There yeah. Was, no was that like where it. it sealed the deal? Where you were like, that's what I wanted. Yes. To do. Like okay. Yes, and I remember Royal Rumble 1990, um, and this is me just being a wrestling nerd. But all the promos, right? Like leading up. Like in the pregame, you'd have Axe oh, and Smash awesome, doing the promos like, hey, it's every man for himself. And right. then just leading up to that big thing. And then right. after that was the WrestleMania. I have a question on this, though, because my, me and my brother were also wrestling fans. And I was more, at first, by default, because I had an older brother. And he, for, like, it, yeah, you had to watch wrestling it. was coming on. Mm-hmm. Cartoons were going off. Like, he's four right. years older than me. He got to be in charge of that. But I ended up, you know, enjoying wrestling and liking wrestling. And uh, he would... Do give me DDTs. He yeah. would do body slams onto the bed. I mean, not like actually hurt me, hurt me, but there was like. And so, was that you with your sisters? I got or? a lot of trouble. Yeah, I got a lot of trouble. <laughs> yeah, like trying to like do moves. Like Trip would come out of nowhere and just like DDT me. My best friend, or even when I was in high school, and this really makes me sound like a nerd, but me and my buddy, my best friend in the whole world, Danny, mm-hmm. we would talk on the phone during Monday Night Raw and Nitro, and we'd flip back and forth and basically talk to because yeah. we had moved where we. Weren't, we couldn't watch it together, right. so we would be on the phone. Right, and that's kind of what we what I. It's like pre social media where you could live yeah. tweet it. You couldn't live tweet right. or anything, right. so we were on the phone and talking during during these shows. Right, and yeah. that's kind of how we watched. Yeah. So and then um, and he would do an elbow drop off the top of the bed. I'll never forget. I had a big bruise on my dude, neck. All dudes like that liked yeah. wrestling, man. They were always like doing that stuff like all all the moves all the stuff trip used but to come on there was never a question that's what I wanted to do yeah and that seems to be kind of a, I mean nowadays I don't know that it's as much you know because you see football players you see other people doing well they wrestling. recruit people now right but back then like yeah. I felt like it was like you knew like from the beginning that's what you wanted to be you know all of that and so um, what, was your family supportive of it well, they kind of laughed at it. Yeah. Everybody, literally well, everybody. I mean, that's, it's, they might not laughed at it, but they took him when he was 15 years old. They to did. Go to okay, so, so right. Yeah, so they were supportive in a sense of like, who lets their 15 year old? Right. They all laughed because I was like 140 pounds, just nothing. I was just had long hair, just right. looked like there was no way I was beating right. anybody up. But yeah, my mom, she drove me down to West Memphis where I met outlaw Don Bass. And this is, I know yeah. I went off topic here, but um, yeah, at 15 years old, my mom drove me because to meet Don Bass. Because they had the West Memphis, uh, wasn't there a wrestling school or something? Well, we met, him at a, um, we met him at a gas station that had a cafe. Yeah. And he thought, I mean, basically, like literally, and I'm not, Don Bass has passed away since then, but you know, he was just thinking, who is this kid? Right. Okay, I'll take his money and I'll train right. him and see right. what he does. Right. But yeah, my mom drove me out there and uh, and let me meet Don Bass, and then I started training from there. That's cool. And so then that's what you from then on was that pretty much what you were doing, like that's what starting I was to do doing. shows and all that kind of stuff. It took. Uh, I had my first match when I was, I believe, I was seventeen. I trained for a long time, and it was because the promoters didn't want to book, and I wasn't ready, and yeah. Don Bass didn't want me to work, so I was chomping at the bit, but not ready. Right. I don't really blame them though, because we yeah. actually wrestled a sixteen-year-old the other day, and I was super nervous about it. Yeah, and that used to be. I mean, it used to be more of a thing, but like 
I've always heard in a lot of indie shows that these younger guys will lie and say they're 18 they will. or 21 and I did it. or whatever. I've been there. Yeah, every, I've been I swear there. it's like that's the way they got by. And it's like some of them probably knew like they're not old enough, mm. but it's like I think it's even in what's the documentary Memphis Heat? What's the what's the one that they made about Memphis wrestling? And they, Memphis Heat. Yeah. yeah, and they talked about guys who yeah. like will well, be. Young. It was really funny because Dustin goes, "Well, yeah. So how long you been working, man?" And he goes, five years." And and Dustin's like, man, wait really? And he goes, how old are you? And he goes, 16. He goes, oh wait a minute. Wait a minute, hold on. <laughs> Whoa. Right. So, so, you know, Brady, Brady, when we walked away, Brady was there. And Brady goes, that would be like me saying that I'm training. Yeah. I don't believe that guy. Yeah. <laughs> and I go, I don't think he I thought you would follow up with yeah, that. Yeah, well, maybe he counts, he counts like, you know, body slamming. Off the bunk bed. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's what we tell Brady. Yeah. He's like, you remember that time you did that elbow drop off the bunk bed? Right. Big Backyard trouble? wrestling. You've been training to wrestle <laughs> right. since you were seven. All that kind of stuff. So, um, so, okay, so that's pretty much been your main thing ever since then. That like, was that's it. what you want to do. So, I know, um, what we'll get to now is basically we've got some of y'all's background or whatever. And then you were in WWE or was it still WWE yeah. at the time? No, no, it was WWE. WWE developmental. Mm-hmm. And that was when it was in what? Florida. In Tampa. Tampa. What was the name of it then? Florida now? Championship Wrestling. Okay. And Steve Kern was uh, the head there. And um, Dr. Tom Pritchard was a head trainer. Yeah. Norman Smiley was one of the trainers who did a fantastic job with, with women's wrestling. So, Everybody that talks about the women's re- revolution and all that kind yeah. of stuff, Norman Smiley is one of the guys that helped right, with that. Right. I mean, he literally taught taught the ladies how to how to wrestle. Right. Um, and it would be nothing just to be sitting around and Diamond Dallas Page walk in or yeah. X Pac walk in or. So how did you Mike end up Graham getting the opportunity? Like, what did you just go up there and audition, or how did that it work? Was a I don't lot know back then. Like, I don't know. Work. I know it's a little different now. So. So basically, when they would be booked here in Memphis, I would always be one of the guys that got booked. So right. at FedEx Forum, if there was an extra spot. So what people, a lot of people don't know is when they are in town, they'll book the talent in the right. area. And if there's a security spot or somebody... Um, yeah, all the poor guys that take the bus. Right, right. Any of that stuff. And people make fun of that. But first of all, it's a That's, big payday. Right, right. It's a good payday. And then second of all, what happens all throughout the day leading up to Monday Night Raw is you're training in the ring with yeah, not only experience. the producers, right. Triple H. There was one training session that I had where they were going to look at me. Yeah. And I had Fit Finley, Arn Anderson... Triple H, Shane wow. McMahon, you name it. All the big producers were yeah. standing around the ring watching. Were you like in a panic or were you just like it was like, dude, it's go time. Yeah, I was going to say, people time. are different. Some people are like, when that spotlight's on, they're like, go. And then other people are like, oh You have God. to be ready to take the criticism uh, too. Actually, I think that we perform better when we are like on nervous, spot. but yeah. like. Pressure. Right, the pressure's the on. The pressure's yeah. on and yeah. we're going to kill it. Expectations and stuff. So you got, so you were offered a spot like from that? Is that what it was? So basically each time they would come, um, each time they would come, you'd have to, you'd have to bring something a little bit different. Right. So there was one time where I showed up and um, I talked to John Laronitis, who was the right. head of talent relations. And he asked me point blank, because I would go and ask for a job. I talked to Seamus at the time and right. Seamus said, you got to go ask for it. Right. So kudos to the Seamus. He, <laughs> he didn't, he didn't have to tell me anything, yeah. but he helped me out. And so I yeah, went. But at the and, time, Seamus wasn't Seamus. Seamus was it, he was the developmental champion at that time. Right. So he was the next so guy coming up. He was almost up. there. Oh right. yeah. And yeah. so uh, he asked me point blank. He said, "What does Dustin Star have that John Cena doesn't have and Randy Orton doesn't have?" Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "Oh my gosh, I've got heart, I've got desire, I've right. got this, I've got that." And he's like, "Come on, no, no, everybody says that. What do you have that they don't have?" Right. 
and said, hmm, I got a pretty cool haircut. <laughs> and I pointed at my hair. I swear to God, true yeah, story. No. He started laughing. Right. He popped. And he said, all right, I'll tell you what. We'll take a look at you tomorrow. You had SmackDown because that was at Raw. Right. SmackDown, the next day I showed up, and that's when all the producers were around the that's ring. That's awesome. The feedback on that, I think that was like May of 2009. Mm -hmm. The feedback on that was, oh, you're pretty good in the ring. Uh, got a decent decent build. At the time, I was mm -hmm. 215 pounds. Looked look decent. Mm -hmm. And so I had to take, I, oh man, you talk about just, I was depressed. Those next two days was just like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? Like, that's right. what I wanted to do. Right. That's where I wanted to be. Right. And so um, it was pretty tough. So what I did is I took one of what he said which was, you look pretty decent. Right. And so the next time I went back, which I think was in September of 2009, and I was like 185. Yeah, you worked on it, yeah. Shredded. Right, right. Shredded. Really? I pat myself on right. the back, but man, when I showed up, they said, have you put on weight? Right. One of them even said, you know we have a wellness policy, don't you? <laughs> and so I took that as a compliment. Yeah, they thought you were like, yeah. They started talking, they started talking, they invited me to a camp. I was going to be signed at the camp in December that I went to Orlando for, but if you remember, it was Umaga that passed away. Mm -hmm. So Laronitis and all those guys were at the funeral. I didn't get signed. Oh, man. So you're like let down again. Like, right. oh, you're just deflating. Right. And so then January, because of that, they offered me to come and work the Royal Rumble, uh, oh, Raw, cool. and SmackDown. Yeah. And that was Royal Rumble 2010. And that weekend is the week, that's the week that I got signed. Okay. And there's, there's a whole story behind that too. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, I'm like, do you want to tell it? <laughs> <laughs> you can tell it if it's good, you can tell it. It's good, but yeah. it's, it's like, yeah. you're not going back there to wrestle. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so anyways, so that story would be that I showed up at the Royal Rumble. I was emceeing for the local hockey team here. And, the um, River Kings. Yeah, and they did they did a special like congratulations to me for being able to get booked with WWE. Right. And they put a graphic on the jumbotron uh -huh. that had me standing there <laughs> leaning on a WWE logo. And it was like congratulations, <laughs> Dustin. Okay. And so that at hit this me. point, you've already put in your notice. Like yeah, yeah. Everybody oh knew God. that I was gonna be there, yeah. and so um, oh my gosh, that hit the internet. I showed up at uh, at uh, the Royal Rumble. It was mm -hmm. in Atlanta, Georgia. And Ty Bailey, who is the, he was the talent director. He was like, um, John Laronitis' right-hand man. True story. He comes to me and, and introduced, blah, blah, blah. And um, he said, I need to talk to you for a minute. And I said, oh, oh, great. I hope it's good. And he goes, mm, it's not really good. I said, oh, boy. And he said, I just want you to know you don't work for WWE. And I said, I understand, but I want to work for WWE, right. and that's why I'm here. And he said, you're not invading WWE. Did right. they hear, I guess, about what happened? Somebody, they hear everything. Uh, somebody from Memphis. Yeah. Who is probably has a pretty prominent name. Right. Um, <laughs> so, hint, hint, wink, wink. Right. Uh, just, I guess, it had gotten back, and I said, I totally understand. Um, I didn't do that. That was the company that I worked for that, right. that did that. Just they were happy for me. If there's anybody that I need to apologize to, then I would, I would like to right. do that. And he said, I don't think we're going to need you for Raw and SmackDown. Oh, man. And so I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm dead in the water here. Right. I've got to say something. Right. And so I said, and he said, I hope you understand. Yeah. And at that point, I said, actually, I'm sorry, but I don't understand. Right. I've worked really hard to get here. Right. Um, that's not something it wasn't your that choice. I did. Right, right. I apologize. Anything that I can do or say, you know, right. let me go and speak to them or whatever. Right. And he stood there and he kind of nodded his head and he said, all right, I'll see you tomorrow. 
Yeah. And so uh, they kicked everybody out of the Royal Rumble because that was the night that Edge returned and he won the Royal Rumble that night. So they wanted to keep it a secret. Yeah. So anyways, I am like killing myself. Like, oh my gosh, how could that possibly happen? And so the next night on Monday Night Raw, the day before, you're literally standing around waiting all day. You get there at like noon. The show doesn't go on until 7 o'clock. Right. You're just standing around. John Laurinaitis walks through and he stops and he looks at me. Dustin! And I'm thinking, first of all, hey, he knows my name. Yeah. It's pretty cool. <laughs> it's good, but why is he yelling my name? Yeah. And he said, that's some dumb shit that you put on the internet. <laughs> and I'm, I just put my head down. I said, man, I'm sorry. Yeah. And, and, and really, I didn't do it. But right, I didn't right. say that. But I just, it's hard just, to, yeah, they don't want to hear that shit. And yeah. he said, it takes a lot of balls to do that. Yeah. And he smiled and wow. he walked away. And I said, oh my gosh. Yeah. I might be in here. Right. And so the next day, um, I waited around. I conveniently placed myself to where he could see me. Right. They invited me over to talk. And then that's when, when he told me that he wanted to work with me. That's and so awesome. They signed me that Thursday. Yeah. Crazy, it's crazy story. Yeah, that's crazy. You go from getting kicked out of right. the building... To being signed. That's all so the wrestling, way. though. That's it so is. wrestling business. Because it's like one minute you're dead in the water, and the next minute you're offered something. And, and the Maria next seen the politics. It is crazy. Oh yeah, actually, I really hate that part the, because the politics of it. Yeah, yeah. because yeah. I feel like when you've worked so hard for something like how oh, yeah, dare that is a true story. One hundred percent true story. Yeah. It happened. Right. It has happened not on that scale. But it has happened to us in the last four years. Right. Where it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Well, the wrestling business in general, I mean, for people, you know, I think a lot of people that listen aren't going to be wrestling fans, but there's some that are not or don't know as much. I mean, well, I hope they are because we just spent the last 20 minutes. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, it, but I think it's interesting regardless. Even the people who don't watch it, I think it's interesting because they don't know what goes yeah. on behind the scenes. And that's one of the reasons wrestling to me as a wrestling fan is super interesting is because I do get to know about some of the background stuff. Wrestling fans talk about all the backstage stuff just as much as they do the, you know, on-air things or yeah. whatever. But the wrestling, wrestling business in general is super cutthroat. It's super competitive. And it's to the point of like, it, like you were saying, people, you know, trying to get in your way that really they have no reason to get in your way or they have no reason to talk bad about you or to bring you down but they still will because there's some competitiveness your podcast you know? is motivated af right yeah i mean you've got to be motivated in order to eat they always told me in developmental that you're gonna have to eat some shit sandwiches yeah yeah i was and just listening to to i really don't like i was just listening to the book that said that they said what's your shit sandwich what is what you're what thing are you gonna hate and you're gonna like it right, they told right. me i can't even tell you how many times dr tom pritchard told me that yeah because he he worked here in memphis right so i was memphis they called right. me memphis right and so now looking back on it, yeah, you have to eat those sandwiches and, right. and, yeah, and figure it just out depends. how to make them taste good. Right, yeah, because <laughs> I was listening to the book and uh, it was called Big, Big Magic and she's like, what is your sit shit sandwich? Which is, what is the thing, like everything has a downside. Everything has like something shitty about it, something bad. And it's like, which one is the one you're still okay eating? What's the one that you're like, I'll eat yours if you don't eat it. And so for oh. you, that's wrestling. You know what I mean? Man. But for Maria, it may be something else. Or for someone else, it may be something. When you, you know. get there, developmental, I sweat floors. Yeah, I mop anything. floors. Yeah. I put rings up. Anything that they can make you do to humble you, to make you appreciate that right. opportunity that you have there. They, they will do it. Right, right. And, and that's it, the sandwich that you eat. Right. And I, and if I, you want and that enough. These days you see some wrestlers where they don't want to do that stuff. And I, it's not necessarily I think they should all have to. 
But I always think they don't have the same drive or passion as somebody who wants to do it that bad. Right. Because if you want to do it that bad, you're like, whether or not they should make you do that or not, you're like, I'll do it. Like, if I can be in that, you know, area or whatever, I'll do it. So, um, that's that's awesome. But, so, you were there, how long were you there? In I, was, I was only there about a year. Okay, so you were there for a year. And then, I know y'all met... Right after you got back, got back, right? So you decided to come back because you didn't like the direction they were No, 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 no. It was just kind of a mutual thing. I was actually taking a nap one day in Tampa. <laughs> I had a... <laughs> oh, it was such a hard job. Yeah. I mean, I, I would spend time at the beach. I would go to the gym. I'd go to training. Yeah. And I would take a nap. Right, right. That's pretty good. I missed taking nice naps. Yeah. <laughs> so you're talking about being busy. I could take naps back right, then. Right, right. So I got a phone call. We had just had a talk that uh, I know you want to work under the bright lights and be on the road. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to get back to Memphis because I missed Memphis. Right, I right. started listening to country music and drinking PBR just because I missed Memphis. Right, so right. And and you, did you have Brady at this time, your kid? Yes. Yes. Yeah, so and to be was, honest with you, I cried every day. Right, right. Because he wasn't Literally there. Literally every day. Yeah. Because I, I just... Yeah, I knew Maria told me before that that was the hardest part. And so I got the phone call and, um, you know, they they basically knew that I had more to contribute than uh, what they had me doing there. Because when I was signed, I was going to do some broadcasting, ring announcing and refereeing. Mm -hmm. But mostly what I did was refereeing. Right. And that's a very important job. I did a lot of backstage, you know, camera stuff and production and helping out and whatever. But But you can't have a ref. That has more muscles. I was, was going to say, I, I didn't know if I was allowed to bring that up, but I, I knew yeah. that it was one of those things like you were a ref and they were like, you can't look better than the yeah, wrestlers they, or whatever. They called me over to the side one time um, at training and they said, hey, Dustin, um, we can't have your guns hanging out of your ref shirt. <laughs> that was his exact word. We can't have your guns hanging out of your ref shirt. Yeah. And you're like, have you seen Patchouli? <laughs> you make our boys look bad. That's what yeah. they told me. It's like, so, I mean, it's like a compliment, but it, not the one. They wanted me to stop lifting. Right, right. And that's, but that's who no. you are. That's what you wanted to do. Like, that's the reason you signed right, me. Right, right. Yeah. That's why you signed me. You liked the way I looked, and now you don't want me to look that way. But I, I, I can see how that's true because the majority of the refs, in, especially in WWE, are definitely. They're supposed to look small. They're supposed yeah. to look like not like these monsters that are in the mm-hmm. ring. So, I, I mean... And I'm not that big of a guy, but they just thought... But do most of those refs know how to wrestle? Yeah, a lot of them yeah. do. Yeah. yeah, most of them probably wanted to do there, that. One of them, Banzai, I think he was uh, the first referee of his descent. I forget exactly what it was, but he was a, he was a wrestler. Um, Rod Zapata, he's a very aggressive referee. He trained to wrestle, and that's how he ended up being a referee. Right. But anyway, when I got that call, um, first thing I did was get up and rub my eyes and say, okay, did that just happen? Yeah. Am I going home? Right. So I drove to the training facility. Nobody was there. Right. Um, I called Dr. Tom. I think I talked to him for just a minute, and I didn't get any answers, whatever. Yeah. And then the, that, that night, I got in the car. And drove back to Memphis. Right. And that was kind of close to um, Thanksgiving. So I wasn't there quite a year. But anyways, when I got back, I started working for the hockey team again. And what? let me interrupt you for a second. Mm-hmm. Did, how did you feel in terms of, at least in that moment? I know now you have Woo! perspective, but were you like super pissed? No, were you sad? Was, were you happy? I am going home. Okay, so yeah, you were ready. So, and it wasn't that I was miserable there. I mean, right. it was great. I tried to make the most of everything, but I wanted to come back. Right, and some guys in general, um, for people who don't know this about wrestling, I know a lot of them, 
they get motivated in WWE or somewhere with, and then they end up leaving, and they know they can do more outside of WWE. They and can pay more. They me. can do everything. You know what I mean? Like they have more freedom. They can look pick at their... all the doors that's open. Right, right. right. So. And so, um, so you went home. That's and I know that y'all met somewhere almost like immediately after he. Got yep. Back, when right? I got back, I started emceeing the hockey games, and the first game back. Um, there was a, a, a friend there that uh, would help me during the games. Um, and so she had a friend there, which was Maria. Mm-hmm. And so I said, hey, who's your, who's your friend? Yeah. And she told me her name's Maria. And I said, is she single? And she yeah. said, yes. And I said, I'll be right back. <laughs> and I walked up there and I met her. And from that day forward, I think we've seen each other just about every single day. Right. Because you were running the social... She's rolling her eyes, by the way. You're running the social account, though? Is that the social media or all... How much... I know you were running a bunch of the stuff in Landers. Was that when you... Not at that time. Okay, okay. That was later. Okay. That was later. At that time, I was... You were just there with a friend or... Well, I worked there, too. Okay, just you weren't doing that. I had been a receptionist at Landers Center... You basically like worked your way up. Yeah, I worked my way up to that. That was tough struggle. But um, (laughs) no, but what he didn't know is that the night before, I had gone out to eat with that friend, and they were like, "Oh, you got to meet this great guy, Dustin. He's gonna be so awesome. He's a wrestler." And I'm like, "You're probably like, yeah, hell, you you didn't grow up in the wrestling. And people who don't, I'm like, there is a there's uh -uh. a stigma there if you don't watch wrestling or grow up in. Especially some people, they move past it once they get into it and all that. But there is this stigma. So I'm literally like. Absolutely not. Right. I have no interest in dating a wrestler, an athlete. Like, I know what they're all about. Right. I'm not about to play these games. Right. No, thank you. Right. Yeah. And, and so the minute he started walking we up. We see how that worked out. <laughs> but the minute okay. he started walking up to me, I was like, she has done gone and told him to that come was, up here. That was Were you all mad? me. Wait, okay. It was all me, though. Yeah. They didn't put me on to it. I said, who's your friend? And I yeah. went up there. But him being like that probably was what drew you to him, right? Like him taking initiative and like, or were you still like, no? No, I was still like, no. (laughs) Actually, we went to eat lunch. Hey, he was like, I can take you out, and I'm like, you can take me to lunch. Yeah, yeah. Well, I a lot of times with couples, and I have a feeling with y'all, it's like he probably liked a little bit of the chase, right? Like the. I don't really know if there was a lot of chase, but there was a lot of honesty. Yeah. Like, so how do you feel about me having a child? Yeah. And I said, I don't know. But yeah. I'll let you know. Right, right. Cool. I was like, right. okay, cool. Right. Yeah. And so, like. Because Brady was like, you're He was two. Little, yeah. He was the baby. He right. wasn't really even talking. Right. So. And, uh, and you were you were fairly young to have someone that had a two-year-old. I was about to turn 20. Yeah. So, I was really. Yeah. I was like, right. <laughs> I have a year left of college. Like, I don't really need this type right. of relationship. Plus, he's a wrestler. Like, no thank you. Right. But no then it was you. like. Like what? One date? He took me um, <coughs> after that lunch. Uh, we've been together every single day since that lunch. Right. But um, he took me to a wrestling show, and it was in the middle of nowhere, Arkansas. And I was literally, literally texting my mom and sister like, oh "This my is God. my location." <laughs> you thought you were gonna get I don't bird. know where I am, but we are in the middle of nowhere in these little buildings. Like right. I didn't even know existed. Right. And we're here. Like armory or what? So if you don't hear from like me. A little TV. They had a little um, warehouse building where they had the curtains It was like warehouses. Right. It wasn't even like an show. armory right. guard or anything like right. that. It was like a warehouse. Right. Yeah. And some of those smaller indie shows, there's a rough crowd that <laughs> yeah. comes there. And if you're not used to it, you probably yeah. are a little bit like, oh my uh, God, like, Yeah. I was going like, 
crazy. And yeah. so I'm texting them. I'm like, this is where I'm at. If you don't hear from me in two hours, mm-hmm. like you need to send somebody. <laughs> and what year, was, what year was that? 2010. Okay, 2010. So that was a long time ago. And, uh, yeah, 2010, 2011, so, right there. But at that time, December, he had just January. left WWE. So right. he wasn't really like gung-ho on wrestling. He right. was like, let's take a break from wrestling. Right. And I was all for that because I didn't really know. So right. wrestling wasn't pushed on to me at first. And right. Wrestling, I continued. The only reason, the only reason that I did any shows after that was because I wanted to show people that that I was the best around here. Right. Even if they had me ref, no matter what they had me doing, I was the best around but here. But he still didn't do that many didn't like, do that many. Right, right. It was That's a all. very rare occasion that we were going to go to a wrestling show. Right, right. And yeah. so, and you weren't you weren't involved at first in terms of. Before we get to that, what I'm just curious what your family or your parents thought about one. He's older, but then two, he's a wrestler. If y'all didn't grow up watching wrestling, I don't know if your parents watched. They did. wrestling. Okay, so oh, maybe they, they were a little more okay with it. Like they were more. Con- they did not care about his age or that he wrestled. They were more concerned that he had a child. Right. Right. Well, it's complicated. It's more complicated. And, and we didn't really talk about it, but I wrestled on the Memphis Wrestling TV show for so many. So they, years did at they that already point. know who you were? I don't think. I don't so. think so. But okay. I won the Junior Southern Heavyweight Title, the Tag Team right. Championships, and stuff. So we were. I was on Memphis Wrestling TV from Power Pro Wrestling all the way through the prime time CW that they had and all right. that kind of stuff. So I had been wrestling and building up to where I got to WWE and I'm surprised they didn't didn't see me on Memphis show. They might have, but they were never gonna pay attention. They to wouldn't that. have realized yeah. at the time that it was you or whatever. But yeah, I was just yeah. curious if you know, because parents are protective, especially if they're daughters, and so you're like, okay, were they like, who is this well, wrestler? <laughs> like that kind of goes back to being like more independent because like when I left to go to Ole Miss, I was on my own, and so when you're paying your own bills, you don't really have somebody telling you to right. who to date and stuff right, like that. Right, right, and and we didn't discuss this a second ago, but I know you did like you did some pageants and stuff like that. Was that in college or in high school? That was all through middle school, high, middle school, school, high school, and college. Okay. But I do remember you saying. And you said the thing about not coming for money that it was up to you to like do your makeup, do all the yeah. stuff, like all these other girls get everything done for them, paid for, or whatever, and you were different. Yeah, than I actually hid the first pageant I ever signed up for from my mom because her exact words were, uh, We do choir and softball, <laughs> nice. we do not do yeah. pageants. Yeah, so I literally like hid it from her until I had to tell her right. like this is what I'm doing on Friday. Right. right. And I was like in sixth grade. Right. So well, yeah, like, she has trophies and plaques and all sorts of stuff. Oh yeah. And then you pageants all these years that she won all these all these different pageants. Well and yeah, and we were out one night and you had said something to me along the lines of like, well I hated that my parents didn't pay for somebody to do my hair or makeup or anything back then. But I guess now it ended up I was I'm able to do it now and other people can't or they don't know how to do, you know, like now that you're on TV and all these things, you can do things yourself that other people can't do. And so you're like, I guess I'm kind of appreciative now that they were like that. At the time, you didn't feel that way. Well, really, at the time, you know, I had to come up with everything on my own. So I had to come up with the dress and I had to come up with the makeup and, and, you know, that was... But I it's really like, and when you're young, you point. hate it. When you're young, you hate it. But I mean, I've had some, I haven't been in pageants, but in terms of like your parents making you do some things on your own and like you resent it at the time. But then as you get older, you're like, oh, there's reasons why that actually was helpful for me. Mm-hmm. Or I don't expect everything to come to me easily. So I'm more driven. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, well, I feel that way with a lot of things. Like, you know, there were times where, you know, I, 
I went to Ole Miss, so there were kids driving BMWs right, and right. Cadillacs and yeah, stuff it's like considered that. And it's a like, that, you know, I really wish that my parents could do that for right. me, but they can't. So right. this is my reality, and I've got to right, work right. For if I it. want it, I have to work. Yeah, for I have it to or go whatever. and get it. Um, so I am grateful now because I probably wouldn't have that work ethic that right. I do if somebody was handing it to right. me. Right. But I will say that after that first pageant. And I won. Yeah. They were like totally okay. We can do right, pageants right, too. right. We can do uh, choir, softball, and right, pageants. Right. We can do it all. And right. so I really opened their eyes too. Like we don't just have to have a one track mind. Right. And now they they really hate that. Right. Right. <laughs> They're right. like, you need to slow down. Like y'all are booked too much. Right. So yeah, and we can go into that a little bit. So what? When was it that you it became Dustin and Maria in terms of like. The wrestling power couple, like what year? Well, um, I don't remember exactly what year that. Well, how happened. long had y'all been together? Whenever, like, had already... idea, here's what I'm curious about because I actually haven't ever asked this. I don't think, even though I've hung out with y'all several times, but who who was like first, like you should be my valet or you should be, you know, like, it was, was neither it, of us. Neither yeah. of you. Neither somebody of us, suggested. Somebody that. suggested. Well, so I he had been emceeing for the River Kings and I started emceeing for the Redbirds, which right. that's a funny story how that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of motivating too. Um, I was a red hot for like two games. Right, which are the girls, they're kind of like they they kind of like the claw crew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was gonna say. It's uh, like the Redbirds. Throw out the shirts and mm-hmm. get everybody hyped up and Yeah, and um I only did that because of the same friend that introduced us because she was doing that and I didn't have anything else going on that summer so let's just do it right well two games into it the MC there left and they had hired this radio DJ to come in Mm -hmm. and um they called me and I swear they probably looked at all the red hots and was like who talks the most? Because <laughs> I don't know how else they would well, have called the right me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, mean, but I think they probably sense your confidence or your um, ability to be more like an extrovert. You know what I mean? They don't want somebody who's like super timid and yeah. all that kind of stuff. But, so they call me and I'm like, yes, I've got the perfect person. My boyfriend MCs for the River King. Right. And he will kill this. Right. And so like I get off the phone and I'm like, Dustin, you got to go MC for this and I'll be the red hot. Right. And he's like... No, they you just called you. Right. Like, you're going to go do right. this. And I'm like, no. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. UMC. Right. He's like, no, they just called you. It is sold out. Are you telling me that you don't want to do No, that? they didn't tell me that until well, I got there. Sold out. Yeah. Like, yeah. The very it first awesome. game I ever did, I got there That's and awesome. they were like, guess what, Maria? It's sold out. And I'm like, great. Yeah. <laughs> right. But I, I called Dustin and I'm like, this game is sold out. <laughs> but I think it's a good example of, and something I've noticed about y'all is like, Y'all don't necessarily, like, if an opportunity comes up, you're at least going to probably attempt it if it's something that's in the direction that you're interested in. And you may not be fully, like, I am I feel totally confident doing this, but you're going to go out there and, like, try to do it. And that's, like, an example of that, I think, because it's, like, so many people probably would have overly obsessed, like, I've never done this. I can't, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, I mean, I know you had done radio and all that kind of thing. But no, I had not. Oh, not at that mm-hmm. point. Okay. At that point, I had not done anything. Okay. So, I had so just watched. Well, that's even more. I had not done anything. Because <laughs> um, I would have been like, pageants. Right, that's I would have been done. like, uh, you know. Um, but so I went out there and I got the job. I yeah. did it ever since. But And did it feel natural like immediately? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> There's something about 18, because at the time the Redbird Stadium would hold 18,000 and that right. was considered a sellout. And right. so that's like pretty much up there with the FedEx Forum. Right. And so um, 
it was just this huge adrenaline rush. It's like, there are 18,000 yeah. people here, and what am I going to say? Right. And I don't. I remember my first promo, promo was a DiGiorno, and I was just like, <laughs> totally bombed it, but like, it didn't oh, even matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm sure as soon as you're done, you're like, this is the kind of stuff I want to do. But you know? so that's what led into wrestling, because in this area, there are not a lot of hot girls, and there are even more so not a lot of hot girls that can talk. Right, right. And so you've been to independent wrestling. I mean, you've seen, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I take that back. There are a lot of hot girls in Memphis, well, but, but they're female, not wrestling. Yeah, no, yeah. female wrestling is that's in Memphis. No offense to if there are female wrestlers listening to this, but in general, there's not a large population of really like women. female women mm-hmm. in Memphis wrestling, even wrestlers or valet wise. Like, right. there's not. They're and, just not. But that that's an opportunity for you to like step up and. Yeah, but I didn't want to. But you didn't want to. <laughs> no. no, she absolutely did no. not want so, but to. So who, so who said that you should? A promoter. Okay. A promoter called Dustin and was like... You See, because think- as a wrestling fan, not to interrupt you, but as a wrestling fan, had I had seen y'all, I would have been... Or like if, if we would have been friends, I would have totally been like, you should be doing that. You should be his valet. You, because I just feel like I see something in said. you that's like, yeah. And so I'm assuming that's what he saw. He saw like a certain trait in you, like this energy in you that was like... Well, and honestly, I also like to think that uh, Dustin wasn't really wrestling that much. Yeah. And so it's like, how can we get him to wrestle right, more? Right, right. Well, I mean... And, like, there's so many bad relationships that happen because of wrestling. Right. Where taboo. they bring your wife in. You and, do not get your your wife involved in wrestling. Or your right. girlfriend involved in wrestling. And we've all heard all the different stories right. and all the... You know, you could go through the, the list. Right. There's a ton of them. It's a bad idea. But they were they were like, hey. And a lot of times it is a bad idea. Right. Well, the first time I remember, I don't remember what show it was. I saw y'all at some indie wrestling show, and I wasn't, I didn't know for sure. You never know, like, okay, are they People a real couple? People still don't know. <laughs> yeah, like, are they a real couple? Are they not? You know, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Um, but, yeah, so you were like, but you were like. Well, no. Dustin approached me about it. He was like, I don't know. I'll check with her, but probably not. Because yeah. at this point, I'm like, mm, yeah, you more just accepted it, kind of like. Okay. No, they go. Um, he goes. Uh, so uh, he wants you to wrestle. He wants you to come to the ring with me, and I'm like, yeah, I don't know it's about a TV that. show. And he goes, "There's a TV show," and I go, mm, "Okay." <laughs> uh, so really tell me more about right. that. Right, right. <laughs> and so I think it ran for like well, two like weeks on TV. Yeah, the entertainer. Yeah, was like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay. So what about that? Right. <laughs> There's gonna be TV. Right. Well, um, and there's some people that that's just like naturally what they do versus somebody who freezes up on TV or whatever. And so, um, but like, yeah, one of the first times I saw y'all together, I thought, not that I would have thought Dustin was bad on his own, but there was something about y'all, like the whole power couple thing and like great heels, great, like y'all's energy and the way you could play off each other. And I think I've said before, one of my favorite things was one of the indie shows that I went to. I may have been the Minglewood Hall one where you said the thing about all Jerry Lawler is is a Burger King or something yeah. like that. Yes. And I remember I was like, I this girl that. knows yes. that. And that's before we were friends or whatever. And I was just like, she know like, and people were so angry at that because you know Jerry, Jerry yep. Lawler's royalty in Memphis. Mm-hmm. I, anyone that's not that's listening from that's not from Memphis, Jerry Lawler is like. Absolute royalty. Yeah, like yeah. royalty, you don't talk bad about them, whatever. And so when she gets up there and says that, and like the people around me were just like losing their shit, like I think <laughs> so that. upset about the disrespect of it. But that's the whole thing is like, that's why I was like, oh, she's good at this. Like if you can make the crowd mad and you're the heel yeah. and you're the one that's like there. Yeah. And so there was something where I was like, and you, you didn't come off as 
like fake or like it didn't seem forced. You know what I mean? It was just she very, meant it. Yeah. Well, that's okay. Well, there's a, there's a part of real life to things like that. You know what I mean? There's a part of real life where you have to like play on your own experiences and all that kind of stuff. But it's there's some wrestlers I've seen and women valets and all that, and it's kind of like you're like uh, I don't know if I believe that, but like it was believable and it's just like y'all have y'all both have a chemistry together and all that kind of stuff and so it's funny to me that at first you were kind of like no because to me you fit in with it so well and I mean that is like a compliment in terms of your the way that you are your vibe your energy all that like I would have been let's like I said if we were friends before I would have been like you should be doing this you should be doing this because you just had that personality you know what I mean and so um, well, Dustin has said it before, and I don't really know if he feels this way still, but <laughs> like when we first started mm-hmm. and things just started happening, um, he's just like, you know, well, some people just have it. Like, you, you some have people it. just Y'all both go Y'all out both there do. and just do it. Yeah. Because yeah. after that first time, we got backstage, and I'm like, oh my God, did you hear what they were calling me? <laughs> she was yeah. appalled. She was like, oh my gosh, the names they were calling me. I've like, never, never before in my, in my life. life. And I said, that means you did That's great. That's a compliment. Awesome. Yeah. It's the only and business it, where the more you get shit on is like, you're supposed to take that as a compliment. Oh, it's like yeah. Kurt Angle where everybody screams, you suck. And he's like, thank you, thank, thank you. You, you know, like, it's the yeah. best thing Same my thing, like, It is like my goal now. Right. I had water bottles thrown on right. me and, and fly we, swatters and right. just like she's whatever made, I can do. She's made the presentation so much better because wrestling all those years, you know, was, was good. Everything's right. cool. But now... And this goes back to me being wanting to be a wrestler mm-hmm. when I grew up. When I when I was a kid, wanted to grow up. And this is gonna sound like totally like a meathead or whatever, <laughs> but there is a look that you that I had in my mind that I wanted. Mm-hmm. I knew that I wanted to look a certain way as far as muscular and all mm-hmm. that. Like I liked Hulk Hogan, right. and Sting, and Ultimate Warrior, and all the guys that had right. the muscles and stuff. And I wanted to have a hot girl with me. Right. Because like Shawn Michaels or Ric Flair right. always had the limousine full of women. Like right. I wanted to be the muscular ass kicking machine right. that had the hottest girl yeah. in the building, right? Yeah, they had Miss Elizabeth. Yes. Yeah. Yes, like... but a meaner Miss right, Elizabeth. Like, right. So she watched Miss Elizabeth and then she watched Sensational Sherry and yeah. she's like, I she think I'm... she had the pretty enough like pretty yeah. than Miss Elizabeth, but the intensity. She of She wanted Sherry. to do more than Miss Elizabeth. Right, right, right. Yeah, and so that's kind of she was too yeah she was yeah. too meek and mild or and that's the thing that's not your personality. So if that would have been your personality, it would have made more sense if that was that way. Because I think sometimes the wrestlers try to go against too much of their personality, mm-hmm. you know. And so I I think that's something where Yarga and the funny thing is is in Memphis wrestling. As a fan, there's, you know, especially being someone that's not an older generation, like that, someone that's in their 30s and younger, like we all know about Jerry Lawler, we know about certain Memphis wrestlers, but in terms of more current ones, like Dustin and Maria were who I knew, which is like proved something in terms of how hard it how hard it is in Memphis to get to where Jerry Lawler, where anyone is in terms of nowadays like yeah. you know what I mean especially really now that there's not about. what nobody super will, crazy to think about yeah. Yeah. nobody will ever be on Lawler's level because of the well, Hall of Fame status there's not even the Coliseum stuff anymore but the fact that I knew who y'all were and I wasn't and I wasn't I came to shows but I wasn't even the person who was like at every show but I knew it was Jerry Lawler and Dustin Maria that's who you know what I mean like, and that's, and, that's our goal that's right. our goal well, is when Memphis Wrestling is talked about 
I want our names to be in there. And you're, and that's and, what I think it and is. And that doesn't mean like above. We'll right. never be. We'll never be the king. Right. We'll never be the superstar. But if you're well, talking you about Memphis have... wrestling, we want to be in right. that conversation. And you have to. And there's, I think there's something to be said for the fact that I mean, Jerry can't be. He can't be around forever. And in terms of me as someone who's from Memphis, I think. I don't want to see it, even though it's not at the Coliseum, even though it's not a weekly thing happening all the time now. Like, I don't want to see it completely fade away from Memphis. And so I think you are a good representation of it right now in terms of people still knowing who you are and it being a thing. Because, like I said, as a kid growing up watching it, you hate to think, okay, when Jerry's gone, all of it's gone. Like, yeah, nobody's carrying it on. Yeah, I take that as a huge on, compliment. You know what I mean? that's yeah. what we want to do is be like, basically ambassadors for Memphis Wrestling and keep... Keep that idea and keep that um, you know keep that alive. Right. Well, and really. I think that we we work really, really, really hard to be that modern day wrestler, right. like a John Cena and a, the Rock, where they're not just wrestling. Right. Like we no. have so many irons in the fire, and we're just trying to make sure that we're doing everything we can right. to be successful. Right. Right. Outside of wrestling. Yeah, you are. We are super driven. That's one of the things I've told y'all before. You are. Probably the most driven couple I know <laughs> in terms of personally how many jobs y'all have, how many things you do, like, you know, even trying to do this podcast, I'm like, okay, Maria, tell me, like, what's a oh. date that you're not already doing something? <laughs> and, I mean, like I said, I admire it because I'm like, I don't know where y'all get the energy, but, you we know. Don't. Sometimes that's yeah. our downfall. Like, <laughs> Sunday. Maybe that pre-workout or whatever. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, we and really try to reserve Sundays. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like when we you gotta have like, some time. We're like, like, that's our only day off. People just look at us. And we're like, no, really, that's well, our what's only funny day is, off. is as much as y'all have done over the last several years, and you're on TV now, you're on a lot of different things, and it's funny how people will still say things, not even specifically about y'all, but just in general, when anybody becomes more and more successful or they build on what they had. There's always people who are like, oh, they had that overnight. And it's, like, funny because it's, like, oh, you're man. telling me these stories. You are telling me stories of, like, years and years of, like, what you wanted to be and things you did and the opportunities you took and probably shows you took that were, like, shitty that you didn't think you should have to take, but you took them. And, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you put in you put in your dues. Like, you paid your dues. You've, like, done the things. And people... It's just always funny to me when people think, oh, overnight success. And yeah. it's like, no. Well, it's and not to like me, that. like, when you, when it is very true, like, people see that. Sometimes I think, like, man, this happened overnight. But, but honestly, then when you, you got to sit back. back yeah. It's like, like talking no, about it with me right now, you're probably like, wow, it's that. Been, and, you know. Yeah, well, just like we just bought a new house and thinking about buying that house, it's like, it has been such a long time coming. We right. have lived modestly right. for eight years in a 920 right. square foot house. house. Yeah, it worked yeah. off. Yeah. We have worked, we still work day in and day out, so that success is still not happening yeah. overnight, and there's still failures and every single day. More. Like, yeah. we, there's, there's, I have other goals, and I know you do too, we have other goals. And, and a quick little funny story mentioning that is over the weekend, I was able to hang out with some of the guys that I broke into the business with. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about how it was like me, Simon. Yeah, they love to talk Jeff about that. Alex Crisis. So there were like four or five of us. And we had our first payoff ever. Mm-hmm. A guy came up and handed us a $10 bill oh to split between four of us. Yeah, that's Woo! crazy. Oh my and, and we all looked at each other like, almost hey, like it was a $10 bill. There was right. only one bill, but there were four or five of us. Right. Like, all right, so who gets it? Are we going to tear it apart? Right, are we going right. to change? What are we going to do? That's awesome. Yeah, that's kind of people, people who don't 
aren't that don't know as much about wrestling don't understand that people that are starting out at least the classic way that wrestlers at least used to a lot of them start out is in terms of they paid to wrestle like you they didn't still do. Pay. do yeah like they, do. they put in their own that's how much they love it that's how much they want to do it dues. and you have to i think love it in that world because there is so much shit and there's mm. so much bullshit and there's so much fakeness and lies and all kinds of bad stuff but I think you have to love it so much, like we were saying, the shit sandwich. It's yep. like you, you gotta love absolutely that much. have to because I would not have done it. Right. Well, well and I mean, and you the good bring thing a different. Is she's like our like she's like my shoot. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. She like Maria. She's not leaving the house. Maria's <laughs> an excellent promoter because and manager or whatever because even when me and Maria first started hanging out and I would be like, oh, and I would say, oh, I'm gonna you know if I'm with Grizz Bongo later, so I'm gonna be on the jumbotron. I remember Maria was like. Well, if you put a bag over your head, put your Twitter account name on there because then they'll see it. And I was like, you're really good. You're a really good promoter. I wouldn't have even thought about that. Like, Maria could, like, get anybody. Like, she's very good at those kind of ideas. Like, yeah. she knows that. But that's, that's a gift. Marketing and promoting and, like, you were able to probably elevate him. Not that he wasn't doing things before, but in oh, terms she of... Did, and because you love it so much, you probably... Is willing to go willing for to less than what he's Right, worth. right. And you remind favors. him that you're... Right. Like all your buddies want you to do right. favors. Well, you know what? When Maria came around, it right. was like, no, we're not doing favors. Right, right. And that's... We're getting paid. That's usually <laughs> the yin to the yang in terms of you holding, saying no. We have to, though. Right. Because, I mean, it just gets so much that if we didn't, it wouldn't... It would just be draining. And right, It already right. is draining enough. And, and so, like, Dustin obviously was successful without me as a wrestler, but, like, has even grown more so well, yeah. with me. I mean, the fact that... Team, I don't yeah. know how many days y'all have booked for things this year, but it's... Too many. Yeah. <laughs> I know you added 40 more with, like, the Redbirds and all that, so yeah, I can imagine, we did. you know, how many... And is. that's exciting, too, because, like, it... So, at first, it was a struggle, and it's like, okay... We like Maria, but, um, you know, we only have enough money for you, <laughs> Ed Dustin. Right. And so it kind of, like, got to a point where it's like, okay, um, you know, you really you really have to show your worth. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to, we have to prove that we're a team. Right. And we're not coming without each other. Right. And because there are a lot of people nowadays that want to book me or just Dustin. And we're like, no, it doesn't really right. work like no, that. No, it doesn't work that way. Right. Like, that's yeah. not how right. we operate at this that's point. It. Right. But we it are was, good as a team. And, and, you know, I'll never forget. And, and this is really just like a humbling thing where I felt like I had really built work a couple years into this. And they only put Dustin on the poster. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, mm. Yeah. No. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Well, no, that's a big deal to me because if you want me to promote it right. and you, you want to use my following and my name and right. stuff like that, then we need to be equally represented. Right. right. And I mean, that's that's also just like part of that. It's it's being a, like a woman in, especially in, the, in like sports, in wrestling, all that. It's twice as hard in terms of you could even have the same credibility, the same whatever, but... Like, it's just now getting to the point in wrestling and sports and all that that women are being elevated and given more of what they're due in terms of how yeah. much work they put in and all that kind of stuff. So, But um, Dustin has been really supportive of that, too. Like, he will not hesitate. Well, we don't really face that too many times nowadays. No, we don't right. But when we first started, it, it happened a lot. Right. And he's Y'all like, had each other's backs and all that kind of stuff, and that that's very important. Um, and I... I I know, like, Dustin and Maria Star, like, I, I know that's, like, that's y'all, but it's your brand also. 
Um, and so that essentially is like our business partners, like we were just talking about or whatever. So it, I'm in, I know you're also obviously married to each other. Y'all been married for how many years, but you've been together for a longer than Yeah, we've been married for almost three, but, but we've dated for five. Right, right. So long so time. So we're right. almost a decade right, right. into this. <laughs> right, right. So, uh, like in terms, like how challenging it is, it's funny. I'll just say from my experience of being around y'all. Y'all don't, like, some couples couldn't work together as much as y'all do. Um, I don't know if me and my husband could work together as much as y'all do. And that's not saying anything against me or him or other couples. It's a it's struggle, just, yeah. There's certain people that click better with it. But in terms of working together that much, do y'all find it easy? Is there things you've learned, like, okay, I know not to do that anymore or whatever, you know what I mean? Over the years, yeah. I'm sure you learn, like what not to step on toes about or what, you know, where things need to be communication wise, you know. I'll take this one. <laughs> so basically I've been well no, I've been in the wrestling long enough to where right. most of the time I have I have experience over some over the other guys. Right. And so it's gonna be my match. Right. And so I can tell a guy a match and that's that's it. Right. right? But I have to approach Maria differently because right. not only is she my my partner and stuff, right. even though she's not as experienced as me as far as wrestling, right. I should be able to just tell her and that's it, right? right. But she's also Technically, my wife. Technically, wrestling mindset. Right. She's also my wife. Tell her what to right. do. So I've got to tell her a little bit differently than what I would tell them. Right. So then we would kind of have to come to a, to a you know, just a, an us agreement to where I'm going to tell this dude what's going on right. and me and you will talk in just right. a second. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? Exactly. Just so it's a little bit it's different. It's a different so role, be, like it's a different thing. Is that fair to say? Yeah, definitely, because yeah. there are some times when we walked out of the locker room where I looked at him and was like, if you ever talk to me like that, <laughs> right. me and you are going to have problems. Right. And so, like, balancing that has been a struggle, too, because I didn't have to do what he did to be right. successful in this right. business. I've been very fortunate that Right. Well, you, you did other to, things. It just... Well, I did. You segued into in the, wrestling yeah, in terms in of... In different it. ways. Yeah. And, and I, she was good at this. And right. if she wasn't good at this, it would have been a lot harder, right. especially yeah. with the other guys. Yeah, they wouldn't right? just... And people wouldn't even just book y'all or have, hire y'all just because Maria... They Maria wouldn't. is very beautiful, but... They wouldn't. I've seen a lot of beautiful women that don't get books to do things. You know what yeah, I mean? So it's more than just that. But I would assume, you know, with you being as passionate as you are about wrestling, Dustin, I would assume you probably, some of it was automatic. Like she was saying, she had to kind of stop you and say, like, you're worth more, you're more. You know, you were just like, I'll do it, I'll do it, I'll do it, no matter yeah, what it was. You, you want know? to do everything. Right. And so you were like, um, no, we need, you know, time together or we need. Yeah, because at the end of the money, day, we, we really are things. married. Right. And we right. really do have a life. Right. And, like, and do y'all ever have to have times where you're like, we're not talking about business or do y'all always talk about business no we're i don't know i think we're really always talking about business because <laughs> right. the lines are so blurred at this point right yeah we'll get, a, we'll get a message about a booking in the middle of the night and i'll put it on the calendar and then we'll talk about it so it just kind of pops up but some of the funny stuff though is um before you know it's it's like some of the funny stuff like getting hit with a pie or right. getting a bronco buster or getting a, a stink face from rikishi right. a lot of times that would happen to me right but then it came a situation where it was like all right well think about this what if it didn't happen to me and it happened to you? Right. And then, you know, at first you're like, hell no, right. I'm not doing that. Right. But then like that, that working mentality and that psychology of, oh my gosh, the people would yeah, eat that Yeah, she caught up. on to that. The like, people would eat yeah. that up. So it, I don't even have to, it's not like I have to talk her into it. It's like, yeah. well, okay. So this is something I don't know if, uh, I'm sure fans of y'all already know about this clearly, but people that don't. 
there's a wrestler Rikishi that does yeah. a uh, he has he's a very large man yeah. <laughs> and he does a move that is basically he's a WWE Hall of Famer yes too. yes uh, he does a move that basically it's just like his ass in somebody's he face sticks his there ass. is one fan that he's like a sumo me. wrestler style like yeah. it just visually yeah. I'm trying to give you all a visually visually what it is okay and so I saw a video of Maria taking this in the corner of a ring or whatever and I remember thinking I know Maria is an entertainer but Maria has to really love Dustin <laughs> to do that because not that you wouldn't do it like you were saying you didn't have to talk her into it it's not like you forced her to do it because I know Maria is not the type who's going to be forced to do anything she don't want to do but I just thought like that's it like you have to one you obviously at that point were in the business enough to know like it was this good. Is a it big was good deal. for you. This it was is good a big for deal. you. Know, yeah. you know, it's good. But still, there's like a, especially as a woman, you're like, uh, I don't want to yeah. do that, you know. But then I thought, oh, she actually, she for sure loves him because I, you know, I don't know that I would be willing to do that. I don't know. I think I'd be like, no, I'll pass on that. Yeah. But you also see where it can lead you and all that kind of stuff. There's some, yeah. There's some of that, especially with wrestling, like losing or not looking like the cool one all the it's time all that's about like the people man right. the people love it she's been kissed by Bill Dundee and <laughs> all the old guy. she's been spanked by Jerry Lawler which he pulled a little joke on her uh-huh. pulled her joke. skirt up oh in the middle of the ring to spank her butt she's been stink faced oh, wait, 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 wait we need to back up because I was new to the business when he did this she's and been... I didn't have anything under my skirt but a thong oh my god oh I'm sure the fans love that oh yeah <laughs> Dustin's like, what? Well, why didn't you wear something under? I'm like, because he wasn't supposed to do right. that. Right. That was called. They call that calling it in the ring. Yeah. yeah. It's just like, yeah. But like. It's really grown to where, like, um, this we did this whole cake spot for Derek King's retirement, right. and I almost slipped in the cake, and I was like, shit, I really should have slipped in right. that cake. And it then was, so I like went back, and I was like, I'm slipping in right. this cake. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. Been, then I threw it. It was just pie crazy. in the face by a clown. I mean, you name it. Yeah. Those are the fun moments. I think, and I like, think if there was if there was a gimmick person for people who uh, watch WWE that are not from Memphis or may not know who Dustin Maria are yet that you will but if you don't yet i would compare y'all to a miz and maurice except i think that uh i think you're probably a better wrestler dustin and i think maria may be more willing to put over some things that maurice may not in terms of that i don't know that she would do the ricky she not no but that's that's the that's that's a fair be, comparison. Right. And we were doing it before Ms. and Maurice were. Right, tomorrow. right, right. Y'all I mean, right. wrestling, not doing it, doing no. it. <laughs> you <laughs> <can't>. <laughs> probably you were. probably were. They met in WWE. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but no, but I, like, that's what I'm saying is like, if people that are, are wrestling fans but may not know, I would compare y'all to that, but I would say you're probably better in a lot of ways in terms of what you're willing to do and how well, it's working you are. Well, it's funny like how some things I'm willing to do, but then like the simplest things I'm not willing to do. Like, yeah. Uh, oh, inside gosh. fact, I really, really hate taking my shoes off. She really? hates it. I have to I hate talk it. her But into do you it. not always take your heel off to hit somebody? Not with? always. If okay. I can avoid it, <laughs> I Why, you don't like feeling it. short or something? No, it has nothing to do with being short. Okay. I don't like my feet to touch the oh, ring. Oh, gotcha. Sometimes the rings are not that yeah, clean. Yeah, I mean, I can see that. Even and I'm like, like just like not being clean. Like, I take I just, bumps oh, in that I ring and you can't, can't take your I can't judge shoe anything. Off. I've literally had heels taken off when I was walking through a Vegas casino. Now, I have like walked on Bourbon Street with no shoes <laughs> and on. And Beale Street. I walked through the back. Something about the wrestling ring, right. I'm like, 
Okay. If you're, you're like, that's right. You're like, I'll let Rikishi put his butt in my face, but I will not take my shoe off. not taking my shoe off. Yeah. I'm like, can we work this spot a different way? Like, there's yeah. got to be oh something gosh, else. But yes. then um, we do this one spot where Dustin doesn't think I'm ever going to catch it, but he will throw it back to me and I will catch the shoe one hand. I've seen that. It's yeah, awesome. it has happened several yeah, times. So awesome. I'm like, come at me, bro. Right. Like, yeah. Throw me the shoe. It's bro. awesome. It's awesome. And it's funny to me because I'm friends with people who are fans of y'all's, and it's funny how. They have a love hate relationship with y'all. Where like they're friends with y'all, but then the second they're at a show, like they're or, all, or we do oh wrestling man. trivia, whatever the thing is, like suddenly they do not like y'all. Or I was telling Maria uh, one of the shows y'all did. It was for Memphis wrestling, but it was in Jonesboro a couple of years ago or whatever. Earl Bell. Yeah, Earl y'all Bell. were at and y'all were being very. Uh, PDA-ish or yeah. whatever in the ring and there was a woman beside me and she was so upset by it and she was like get a room <laughs> and all this and I was thinking I gotta tell Maria about that because she's gonna be so proud that that. Like, she was like she was not having it like and I think there were some people throwing some stuff that was probably some of those Arkansas towns will throw you like well, throw some stuff we, yeah they love to throw but some old stuff old school everybody threw everything yeah. I kicked Derek uh, Derek King in the balls <laughs> at a 4th of July show in the middle of a field. Right. And it was so hot. I was oh, dying. So many Mosquitoes were killing me. Yeah. And after that match, this woman came up to me and she poured her whole bottle of water on me. Oh and I was like, that feels so good. <laughs> <laughs> it's a compliment, though. It's hey, a compliment. If any of the fans listening, man, we appreciate that because a lot of times, like you say, they'll boo us and throw mm-hmm. stuff at us and call us every name in the book. But then once the show is over, they stick around mm-hmm. after to meet us. Yeah. And that's when we're able to sell our t-shirts and pictures right. and stuff because they've seen us and, and they really hate us and they boo us. But they appreciate that we were entertaining. Right. Well, that's how I am and as a wrestling fan. Like fans of Yeah, ours. whenever I watch someone that's a really good heel, and I think you're a good heels, when I watch heels like that are good, I sometimes am applauding when I'm watching them because, especially nowadays, some there's not a lot of great heels in my opinion. I mean, there, there's some, but a lot of them are too like cartoony or they're too like y'all have the whole like. Ric Flair ego good like yeah. know how to play it off you know what I mean yeah. y'all know how to play it off with it feeling authentic but well you know how to get under skin and I mean that in the in a yeah. good way there like, are some promoters that would be like this crowd blah 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 and I'm like okay hold up yeah like as soon as I walk out of that curtain right people just look at me and hate me like, right they don't even right. care what I'm gonna say <laughs> right. or what I'm they gonna do they hate you but they're in love with you too <laughs> trust me I've seen the, I've seen the dudes on social. They're they're in love with Maria. <laughs> oh, and by the way, there is a fan that will send me a message monthly to oh. remind me that I took a stink face from a teacher. <laughs> I still smell it. <laughs> I mean, he will send me message month after month. It's like, yeah. don't forget this happened. Yeah, and send me the link to the video. Yeah, I mean, Maria's a trooper. I mean, Dustin's a trooper, but in terms of as being a woman or whatever, you're a trooper in terms of some what what wrestling fans feel entitled to say to you or oh, to Lord. think or to message or whatever as a fan I know is far beyond almost any other business. Like there's no other business where fans feel more like they know privileged you and, and privileged yeah. and like they should know everything about your life and what you're doing and how you're doing it and you should message me back and you should you oh, know Lord, do all this some kind of, of that. Yeah, yeah, I've heard some funny stories about that about people trying to say, okay, message me or you know I'm gonna unfollow you or whatever <laughs> like all that makes it's funny to me but I know that it's gotta be every once in a while like oh my god you know 
But. Well, it's, 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 you never know when someone's going to take it too far. Mm-hmm. So like I've had bosses call me and like ask if I'm okay. And I'm right. going, why? Right. Why are you asking me if I'm okay? And they're yeah. like, well, we had this incident. Right. And it's like, okay, so when is that person going to take it too far? Right. So. Well, and I'm sure there's some, like there's, there's some extent that they're probably afraid of. Dustin. Dustin. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? Like they it's beat him up. Right. If you were like if you're a wrestler and you're walking out there, I have a feeling like they see him and they're like, Oh yeah. Oh. But they may see you and also like I don't know. Like they're like they're intimidated, but um, right. a fan reached over the rail and pulled me by the hair. I, and Dustin that like, came though, right? out of the ring. Yeah. yeah it was not down. that long yeah. ago. Yeah. yeah. But then um the other day I posted that video, you posted that video of Matt Hardy eating my hand. Oh yeah. And I said, <laughs> Where was Dustin? Someone commented on it was like, You deserve better than this, Maria. Yeah. I'll take Dustin's place. <laughs> that's a, that's another one. She went to slap Matt Hardy. It was it was his last match before he went back to WWE. And yeah. And he caught her hand and started eating her hand. And when we went to WrestleMania and they came back, we ate we ate dinner with Matt Hardy that night. Yeah. Um, you know, we went out to Huey's. And right. It was it was really cool. And Brady, by Brady, the way, Jerry Lawler was there. It was right. so yeah. random. Right. Because he Brady, was there after the show. Right. Just at the table just behind appeared. us. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't at the show. <laughs> right. Yeah. We just were like, look, we'll take you to Huey's and we'll have a good time. And he just happened to be there. And he just Brady, happened to be there. Brady thought it was so cool. And so when his music hit at WrestleMania and we saw him come out, he's it's like, like hey, dad, suddenly dad. you're way cooler dad, right? Oh, he's yeah. Like, hey, can we go eat with Matt Hardy tonight? <laughs> like, yeah. It might be a little busy tonight. Yeah, they got raw. They got, and everybody was, around us, Brady's like, Dad, we wrestled right. Matt Hardy. Right. Yeah. yeah, I remember you saying that about him playing with what was it, Kurt Angle's kids, and he didn't care. And yeah, that happened. Yeah, that yeah. happened. They were just kids to him, and then he saw Kurt Angle on TV. Yeah, Global Force. That was Global Force, and he was pay- playing with uh, Kurt Angle and Karen Jarrett. Yeah. And you've been in the ring and- with Mickey James as well, yeah. right? Yeah. And she's also in WWE now, so um, that was super cool too. Yeah, that was neat. I, I was like, even yeah. when we went to WWE with a bunch of friends and y'all were there, I was like, Maria has been in the ring. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like me too. I was saying that too. I was like, she tackled me, right? <laughs> but, and I, I like, shout out to her because I like Mickey James. Me but, too. Yeah, she's super cool. Yeah. Okay, so let's see what we are gonna move on to. We've yeah, I feel like wrestling. this whole conversation has been wrestling. That's yeah. okay. I expected a lot of wrestling. And that wraps up part one of my interview with Dustin and Maria Starr. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Um, It means so much to me. Believe me, I know how many incredible podcasts there are out there. I know how little time most of you have. So please believe me when I say I am beyond grateful that you guys would give me a shot. I am still new to a lot of this, to almost all of it, and I promise I'll get better. Um, Des and Rio have been, were fabulous. I, on the other hand, could work on my interview skills some, and I promise to do that. Uh, we've got several more guests lined up to come on the podcast very soon. Also, don't forget to come back soon for part two of my interview with Dustin and Maria. Um, in part two, we switch gears a little bit, and it's really full of inspirational stories um, of like how important it is to rise every time you fall. We go into the failures and rejections that Dustin and Maria have faced over the years and how they handled criticism when others laughed at their dreams or said they could never be who they wanted to be. We've all been there, right? We also go more into their actual relationship and how a marriage survives working together as much as they do. I really think part two is my favorite episode thus far. I'm not just saying that. I really think it is. So you definitely don't want to miss it. Um, Thanks again for listening to Motivated AF with Katie Forbes. Don't forget also, if you don't mind, go to Instagram and follow that account, Motivated AF 
with KF. Life is tough, but you are tougher. Remember what you've survived thus far and go kick some ass. I feel like for the first time in a long time I am not afraid I feel like a kid Never thought it'd feel like this Like when I close my eyes